Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I try to live my life, live my life every day. Keep out of strife. Come what may I try to do unto others as I'd have them do to me. But it can't be done for everyone and now it's plain to see. You are a cunt. Sorry, now I see, dearie me, what a hassle this would be. I'm out of luck, don't give a fuck, cause you're the cunt, not me. Why don't you go fuck yourself, dickhead? You are a cunt, 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 if I stink. speaking outside to the media and I, I gave him a statistic that said 190 people a day overdose and die every single day in the United States of America that is about a 737 plane that's what about a 737 aircraft can carry could you imagine the national media attention it would get if they were reporting that a plane was crashing every single day and killing 190 people but because it's 190 drug addicts we don't feel that way because America has been known to bully and shame drug addicts instead of dealing and trying to understand what the actual root of the problem is with that. But the sad news is that that narrative is changing too because the statistics say that in all likelihood almost every person in this room has lost a friend, family member, or colleague to the disease known as addiction. I've attended more funerals than I care to share with y'all. This committee, I could sit here and cry for days about the caskets I've carried of people I love dearly, deeply, in my soul, good people, not just drug addicts, uncles, friends, cousins, normal people, some people that just got in a car wreck and started taking a pain pill to manage it. One thing led to the other. How fast it spirals out of control. I don't think people truly, truly let me talk to you. Yeah, it's cunt, and we're back. 
in the saddle again. Yes. Uh, sit back and enjoy this episode. Uh, we uh, got to record on Martin Luther King Day, so hopefully you guys celebrated, did whatever, you know, remembered uh, the great man that was, uh, and remember that the, uh, the federal government took him out because they didn't like his agenda. So we didn't really get into too much Martin Luther King stuff. Uh, maybe next year uh, we'll do something for it. However, go over to patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast and sign up for a three, five or ten dollar tier. The five dollar tier is the best bang for your buck. You get all the bonus episodes, the videos and everything else. Three dollars just gets you the uh, weekly Wednesday episode and uh, conspiracy soaps running out. Uh, if you want the soap, go to dangerousworldpodcast.com and uh, yeah, go over and get a four pack or a single bar. That's dangerousworldpodcast.com. Now, don't forget about your pets. Pure Pet Wellness, American-owned operator, purepetwellness.com. Goes to checkout, gets you 20% off your entire order, okay? Goes to checkout at purepetwellness.com, 20% off your entire order. Okay, housekeeping's done. Sit back and enjoy this. We start out kind of light, get a little heavy, and then light like we always do. So, you guys, you know you, you know the drill by now. Sit back and enjoy this. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're just a lip above. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Underground news team and the tag team champions of the podcast world. I'm the lunatic fringe, the left lip ghost, and with me is the radical one, the right lip, Ryan Dean. How are you? How was your weekend? Go Pack Go. Yeah, hey, that was a good game, man. They they really showed out. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, if you, if you believe in the rigging of sports... Uh, that was a pretty pretty uh, unsuspecting win for them. So very definitely cool. Hopefully you guys aren't hearing that woodpecker that's hitting my window. I'm going to scare his ass off as soon as I'm done talking. But yeah, man, it was good, dude. I mean, your uh, quarterback. What's it? Jordan Love? Is it Jordan? Jordan Love. Yes. And uh, I kind of said this in the beginning of the season. I think it was the first game. I watched the highlights. Man, this kid had to have. I mean, he studied. He studied because he reminds me of watching him play. There's times I don't know if he's Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. He he's like a perfect blend between the two, throwing off his back feet, throwing off no feet, just throwing throws that you're like, oh my god, that's just going to be fucking who's who are you even throwing to and and they're lasers and it's like holy shit, this kid once his nerves settled down from from the beginning of the season and right after uh, Thanksgiving, Man, they they just he he got laser focused, and he has a he has a long career ahead of him if he stays healthy and and keeps on improving. But yeah, it, they, they shocked the shit out of me. I, well, I told you I was like, I don't know if I want to watch. Maybe I will. You know, when I don't watch, they win. If I do watch, I'll jinx them. Well, I ended up you know streaming it, and right out the gate, I was just like, holy shit, holy shit, man! They look good right away. I mean, they they. Uh... They threw a curveball to the Cowboys right away. And again, you know, if you're not into sports, like, sorry, we'll move on pretty quick. But they threw a curveball because, you know, the Cowboys are the number one scoring. They have the number one scoring statistics for the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So keeping the ball out of Dak Prescott's hands, I mean, like, you know, they're expecting to get the first first ball. And then they go right down. The Packers go right down and just score on them right away. You yeah. know, 70 yards or whatever it was. I mean, that that was the momentum right there. And then, like, interception, pick sixes. I mean, it was wild. And then the Detroit Lions won their first playoff game in 32 years after that. Yeah, which was, I don't know. It, it was weird. I kind of felt bad for Matthew Stafford. You know, he's, he's returning home, you know, to where he started. And, 
you know, he kind of got some shit from from some fans and what have you. But man, he he took a hit that he got. I swear he was he was knocked out for a minute or so, like or a couple seconds. You know what I mean? He just boom, and he just laying there. He, he got up, but no no concussion or whatever. But it was a pretty hard hit, and uh, you know he's a tough kid. Well, tough guy. Shouldn't say a kid anymore. But I was kind of tough little boy, kind of rooting for the for the Rams because I'm not a you know <laughs> Detroit's a, a rival, so you know not wasn't going to root for him. Yeah, yeah, man. I uh, I I sucked in my bets this weekend. Just did a horrible job. So we'll lick our wounds. We'll come back stronger next week. But um, yeah, man, I got all kinds of different stuff. I got some fun stuff. I got stuff sent by Matt from The Great Deception. I got stuff sent by the usual suspects, Victoria, Diane, hmm. Matthew, um, the crazy Canuck sent me some really cool oh, stuff. Nice, nice. And there's there's another guy, Jim, I think it is, that sent me something really interesting too. Yeah, Jim. I won't give out his last name, but um, cool guy seems okay. like sends stuff i miss a lot of stuff that people send you know but um i w- once you know i have some time to look you know like 30 minutes before we start or whatever i can find some pretty cool stuff so if i don't get back to you guys i'm sorry but i will try to always give credit every single time well yeah and uh i got some stuff sent to me by some of the same people which is good uh and then <laughs> i I won't play a couple of them on here, but, you know, Matt always sends some really funny shit, um, you know, from behind the scenes type shit. It's like, man, I wish I could play this. And, you know, you, you sit there and watch kind of kind of like the shit you and I send back and forth now and again. It's like, you know, you, you just sit there and laugh your ass off. It's like, oh, this is this is great. Yeah. I mean, we'll start off with something funny. Um, I got back to back Alex Jones clips and then we'll get into some serious stuff. But yeah, man, I, I mean, I got this pink salt thing, this Himalayan salt that would be, I mean, it's a really interesting theory. So I, all kinds of different fun stuff. And, uh, you know, Martin Luther King day, we don't need to be too serious. We can have some fun. You know? Right. Absolutely. Whenever you're ready, I will share the Alex Jones clips first. Yeah, just let's to get do us it. off on the right foot. Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. <laughs> I just like this one. Let's rape possums. Are you going to share your screen? Oh, you can't hear it? No, you, you got to share your screen. Oh, that's right. I'm so <laughs> excited to share yeah, I'm sitting here waiting. I'm like, where's it at? I want to add it. I want to add it. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, you got to hear what he's saying, man. It's like pedophiles just existing and then me. And it's, you know, goes to, so here we go. I like women with big, giant tits and big asses. I don't like kids like you goddamn rapists, F-heads. In fact, go like this. You fucks are going to get it, you fucking child molesters. I'll get you in the end, you fucks. Now, we're done right there. So good. <laughs> and then we'll just go, we'll go right into another one here with, uh, you know, on the first date. With Alex Jones here. Oh boy. I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. It's big. It's hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight too. I like to eat. I like to have children. <laughs> I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. This is what everybody was like before us. This is what I am. I'm a throwback. I'm here. 
We've got the fire of human liberty. I'm setting fires everywhere, and humans are turning on everywhere. I'm a pirate. <laughs> just imagine going to, on a dinner date with somebody, and you're just going off like that. Uh, yeah. Let's rape possums. That would, uh, that'd be crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't know how this guy does not have an aneurysm. <laughs> just be, you know what I mean? Anytime you see him, he's just so worked up. You can just feel the blood pressure in him inside you. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It is bad. But, um, okay, serious stuff now. And some of these are really fun, like I said. Um, this is a Himalayan salt theory. So, you know, think about next time you're having uh, some of that Himalayan pink salt, what it might be. Okay. Let me uh, oop, let me add it. Might, actually, can you start it over? Yeah, what happened? Uh, I was I was not paying attention. Oh, okay. There, there we go. go. Y'all know what this is right here? You guessed it. Giants. Or is it? Nobody knows. Hmm. Watch this. Is it really that hard to believe that these pink salt mines could be petrified giants? Look at how close it resembles our own human anatomy. The average adult body contains 250 grams of sodium, less than 9 ounces or about the amount of three or four salt shakers. But remember, they are not human. We're talking about giants. They had their own anatomy, and their own sodium levels were much higher and resulting in more salt in their giant bodies. Now, did they petrify instantly as a punishment of some kind, or are they still aging? And the rocks and the pink salt we have today, are there the remnants of their long-lost existence? Just something to think about. I swallow fish. Did it? What do you think? That's crazy. I mean, if giants are real or were real, um, there is a lot of evidence that does point to that. Uh, I I don't know. Is that why it's healthy for you? You know what I mean? Like they they say this Himalayan pink salt is supposed to be healthy. Well, it's of these giant breeds, and and they could be you know descendants of of angels and gods, you know the Nephilim and what have you. Even though some say the Nephilim were were bad, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Yeah, I think it's cool. They really do look like muscles sometimes, you know, or, mm-hmm. or just like I don't know. Those layered ones look pretty wild. So I don't know. It's just one of those fun things. Um, let's move into something sent believe by uh victoria um and then i want to i know that we know a lot about this uh the dumbs and stuff but i have a link pulled up here that was kind of shared on this uh page and it was kind of cool sent by tyson as well okay uh, i think tyson sent me that salt one there too but yeah let's check this out this is uh ramaswamy and we're gonna go through the video but then like i, I want to point to something when they talk about what uh ramaswamy was studying when he i think he was when he was at harvard she doesn't even touch on this, but and she doesn't have it highlighted, but just look under what he was studying, what he wrote his main like thesis on. It's wild, but yeah, here we go. So I think I figured out how they're going to curtail the 2024 U.S. election, and it's going to come in the form of a Trojan horse by the name of Vivek Ramaswamy. Let's do a deep dive into this guy and all the claims that he makes, and then the actual truth behind who this guy is. So let's start off with just a simple search 
and Wikipedia just to see what his handlers have to say about him. You see, Vivek actually went to St. Xavier High School, which is affiliated with the Jesuit order. Those of you who don't understand how evil that order is, I suggest you do a deep dive in there. Then they state that he went to Harvard University where he received a Bachelor's of Arts in Biology which would mean the bachelors of science you know what your handlers are really bad and they screwed that up but that's fine well you also see that while he was in college he actually liked to perform m&m covers and his alter ego so not stage name alter ego and we all know how that goes in hollywood was the vec really weird but then he went to intern for a hedge fund and an investment bank at goldman sachs I mean, if that doesn't scream an ins- So he wrote his senior thesis on the ethical questions raised by creating human-animal chimeras. The law school, oh. he was actually awarded a fellowship by the Paul and Daisy Soros Foundation. That's George Soros' brother. I don't know about you guys, but if I see George Soros... That is a huge red flag. But you see, then it even gets worse because apparently while he was in law school at Yale, he started a $2 billion company. I know. I mean, the guy is a genius, right? Almost like he's being sponsored and paid by someone. Now, the company that he made was a pharmaceutical company called Royvant. And boy, is there a lot on that company. Let's get into it. Now, what's interesting is Royavant is actually suing Moderna and Pfizer over patent and COVID vaccine technology, the nanolipids specifically. But then it gets even weirder. Now, it gets even better because the company um, partnership companies with Royavant, Arbutus and Genovant are actually facing lawsuits from Acu- Acuitas Therapeutics. Now, what's interesting is Acuitas Pharmaceuticals is actually here in Canada, in Burnaby, B.C., and it has been rumored that Justin Trudeau has investments in it through a bunch of shadow companies and that he might be guilty of basically racketeering. But what's also interesting is Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation have put in a lot of money into that Acuitas Therapeutics company. Now, you also claim that you're against BlackRock, Vanguard, JP Morgan, and all of those big corporations who like to push ESGs and, you know, things like that. But but why do they have huge stakes in your company? Let me show you. So, JP Morgan, Chase & Co. also increased their price objective on Roy Van Sciences from $14 to $16. Interesting. Oh, look, BlackRock, also a major institutional investor and hedge fund player themselves, increased their ownership in your company by 4.1%. Weird. Now, let's debunk his whole anti-China spiel, right? He says he's anti-China, anti-this, but it just so happens that he actually started two companies in China and has Chinese investments in them. Let me show you. So, you launched companies out of China and formed partnerships with Chinese firms. Those two Chinese firms are investors. Interesting. And here you are saying, well, we need a vaccine to basically curtail the pandemic. Interesting. Oh, Reuters actually wrote an article about how Royvant, your company, and Pfizer teamed up on an inflammatory disease drug. Lol. Now, you're also saying that you would like to, you know, basically curtail all of these, like, big corporations that have ESG agendas. So you started a venture called Strive Asset Management in 2022, where you partner up with PayPal. PayPal. 
You know, the guys that actually put in, if you speak online, we can take away your account. And then they kind of took that off and then silently put it back into their policies while everybody went back to sleep. Yeah, those guys. Now, let's look at your ties to the World Economic Forum, where you said you sued them so you can get their name off of their website. But how did it get there, Vivek? Would it be because you're part of the Milken Institute, which is the WEF basically official, but for the Americans? Yeah, it is. By the way, your handlers forgot to erase that off the internet and I found it. So let me show you. You see here, it is said that they wanted to actually give you an awesome little trophy and they put Milken Institute. Then I found you on Milken Institute where you are basically saying how everything with the pandemic and the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. You see, the Milken Institute was founded in 1991 in the United States, and it is basically similar to the World Economic Forum, which was made in Switzerland in 1971. You guys basically do the exact same things, just on different, like, landscapes. But here's where your PR team really, really screwed up. It was the shirt that says, save Trump, vote for Vivek, where I figured out that you are basically running this show. You have no platform. You have no political platform. You have no idea what you're doing. You even said it yourself that you're basically just there to have debates on stage. Um, but you're going to steal votes from Trump so that the Democrats can steal the election again. You're basically a corporate Trojan horse. And you are repeating everything that we have said online. And it's really funny that Elon Musk, the guy who opened the floodgates to basically open speech, who has been copying everything we're saying, you are now repeating everywhere on those stages. Interesting. But this is where your handler screwed up. See that little thing that says save Trump, vote for Vivek or vote Vivek? Here's the thing. I believe that your handler might be a Jesuit order guy, and I think you should fire him. Because as a PR manager, he's really, really bad. And I'm starting to actually feel sorry for you guys because you guys are screwing up so bad and making rookie mistakes. And all I have to say is maybe give me a call, DM me on Instagram, and I can give you some pointers. Okay. So I don't know why she would want to help the guy if he's so bad, but a lot of interesting information, huh? It, yeah. it kind of dragged on longer than I had thought. Well, I, th I think uh, I think her last comment was more sarcasm. Uh, no, I know. Canadians, you know, they're... they're they got that dry British humor a little bit, but uh, she speaks a lot, a lot of truth. Um, she was just recently yeah, yeah. on uh, uh, Andrew's show, uh, Punk Rock and Politics, and dropped some oh, hammers nice. and, and what have you. Um, she, I think she might have her own independent news media type deal. Okay. But uh, yeah, she's not. I mean, we, we've been kind of saying the same thing here on this show, you know, and, and a couple episodes ago. I kind of said, I think he's out there gunning for uh, doing Trump's bidding in a, in a roundabout way. And now this kind of comes out and it's like, wait a minute, I think I might have had that a little bit backwards. Like he's pretending is what it's looking like, because I guess Trump came out and, and blasted him on probably true social or something. He, he wrote a post and and this and that and saying, you know. You, you did good kid you, you said a lot of good things but uh you, you're you're basically in in i'm just gonna put my own words in there you're a bitch and you're just trying to steal votes from me and a vote for you is a vote for a democrat so yeah i mean he, he he's we, we he's been a slime ball since since day one we, we we've been on top of him he's he's been the cunt for a while 
has been to come before. Yes. For sure. Um, okay, let's go here to uh clip that Matt sent. Changing gears here. Remember, all of these gentlemen have testified in front of Congress under oath. Eric Hecker. Sean. So you were a contractor for Raytheon, which Raytheon, how would you describe Raytheon? Raytheon is a military industrial contractor that normally is making weapons and targeting systems for the military. And oddly enough, had a contract to provide Jano services at the South Pole Station. From 2010 to 2011, you were a tradesman and firefighter in the South Pole. Antarctica is a contractor for Raytheon. You spent 366 continuous days at the South Pole. You were experimented on as a child and trained to be a remote viewer. Correct. Through a program called Stargate Project. Um, a submarine service in the Navy. Plumber for the wealthy elite on Long Island prior to Raytheon and experience with UFOs. Yes. You were in the South Pole from 2010 to 2011. Let's talk about what you were doing down there. I was contracted for the summer season as a plumber. I did well enough in my summer season to garner a winter contract as well, which got me my full year's stay. I was also tasked with being a firefighter. I was a lead on the firefighting team, and because of that dual role capacity, I physically held a key that opened every single door in the facility. I had complete access to every compartment they manufactured. Remember. So, I mean, it's just the start of it, but it's pretty interesting. South Pole. Well, um, I'm, I'm sitting here looking back through. We covered this uh, a while ago on here. And I played the really? yeah I played the clip of him actually testifying um, in front of I don't know if it was um, Congress or whatever. Well, I guess it doesn't go back that far. Apparently, after a while, it starts deleting stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't see it, but I know we brought it up because uh, as soon as I saw that uniform, I was like, oh, I remember this guy. He uh. Yeah, he yeah. he was the one that was saying about all the earthquakes and uh, it, it was around Turkey. He he was kind of speculating, but he he was saying New Zealand, and then we kind of was like it was right around the Turkey earthquake, or or was it Turkey that had that big earthquake somewhere over there? And all those people fucking died, and we're like, well, maybe it's same technology. And then a couple weeks ago, there was another uh, earthquake that triggered a tsunami over near Japan, I believe it was. And I was sitting there thinking, hmm, I wonder if this is that, that same technology. And then Matt sends you this, and it, I don't know, maybe kind of confirms what I was kind of thinking in, in the back of my head. But there was so much else going on in the news at the time that it just never got brought up here on, on, on the show. Okay. Yeah, I, he vaguely looked familiar to me, but I just didn't remember what he was saying. So I figured uh, it's a it's an interesting share. Uh, yeah, it sounds like there's a lot more there, though. But um, Yeah. Yeah, I think we played like it, a two or three part clip of them. Okay. Um, do you know? Do you remember last week or last time uh, I shared this girl that you can see over here to the left of the screen uh, asking about suing the FDA? Um, I. Are you asking if you played it? Yeah, I think you might have. Just go ahead and play it, and I'll tell you real quick. Because I know you played the middle one. And actually, because I do believe that the Delaney Amendment 
has to do with the FDA making sure that they keep poisons out of our food. And if they're not, that, hmm. why don't we ask Alexa? Alexa, can we sue the FDA under the Delaney Amendment? From Substack.com. Once FDA approved and licensed, you can sue. Alexa, what's the Delaney Amendment? The Delaney Amendment is an amendment to the U.S. Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act that prohibits the use of carcinogenic food additives. It was enacted to protect the public from cancer-causing substances in food. Well, my friend, why don't you DM me? I think we got something here. Hashtag retirement plan. Approved by Alexa. Pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, the- I don't know why we haven't sued yet. I don't either. Those, I got to be honest, those Alexa videos leave me feeling a little sketch. Yeah, they do sometimes to me too. Because the, the thing that gets me, and maybe maybe it's it's me uh, always picking apart or listening to audio too close, her audio almost, you could tell, is just picked up by her phone in in her living room or wherever she is. There's a nice echo. But as soon as Alexa talks, it, it Alexa sounds like she's in a fucking studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. supposed yeah. to be, hey, Alexa, da 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 da. I don't know. Yeah. And there's the other ones that Alexa is, uh, is there going to be a 2024 election? And they, Alexa says, no, a civil war, martial law, da 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 da. And it's like, I don't know. It, 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 I don't trust them, but that information is very worth looking into and researching on your own to see if if there is truth behind that. And if there is, by all means, uh, follow your gut. If you want to sue, sue. Uh, We know they put uh, TSP, which is a a highly, uh, very powerful cleaning agent, in our our cold cereals and shit. And that's just just cold cereal. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. And, but it's, they they say they oh well got to prevent it from uh, causing cancer well i'm pretty sure that would probably cause some some pretty bad illnesses yeah yeah that's, that's kind of the way that they go about fluoride too right i'm um, saying that it's you know oh, we, we need to use it because uh, the other stuff is way worse um but yeah so check this out i i've got this here this is pulled up from an article from that i found on um this was sent to me by Tyson um, talks about deep underground military bases. And it's a pretty cool article. I'll have to remember to share it. It's with uh, the telegraph. Okay. Um, what is this? Tesla telegraph. Big fan of domes. They're fun. They're mm-hmm. fun to look into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it talks about the purpose, like what, what could, uh, what could there be? Like, why would they want all of these tunnels? Um, gets into aliens, you know, contact with aliens, UFO sightings as evidence, um, government secrecy and cover-ups, dumbs as secure research facilities. So, you know, what are the what are the reasons that these things are around? And it's pretty cool. It's a really easy read. Um, all kinds of different information in here. And it's a, a got a lot of shit. New World Order agenda, um, talking about the control that, that, I don't know. What do you think that dumbs are used for? Do you think it's all this stuff? Or do you think that there's a specific reason or maybe each each dumb is different, has a different purpose? 
the military mind in me says each dumb would probably be a little bit different. Um, I do believe they exist. I do believe, you know, we, we have to, you know, be able to store. I mean, one of the biggest dumbs that people know about is NORAD. And that used back in the day when I was a little kid, NORAD and, and knowing about that, that was a conspiracy all in of itself. You know, people are like, oh, that doesn't exist. That's, and then, you know, fast forward, you know, 15, 20 years and they're like, oh yeah, in Cheyenne Mountain, we have this big military base and right there, Cheyenne, Cheyenne Mountain Complex, NORAD is in there. So, you know, they do serve purposes, obviously. I, you know, you get into the, there's supposed to be a high speed rail under there. They're all connected. You got alien technology. It, the government is into so much stuff that, that even, even, I mean, a lot of your high brass on, on a normal installation isn't read in on, on a lot of this, you know what I mean? So they wouldn't even know. Uh, kind of like with Area 51, you know, if you're working there, you only know what you need to know to work there. You're not going to know anybody else's shit. So could they be storing? I mean, if nuclear weapons are are real, uh, I tend to believe they are. Um, You got to store them somewhere, you know what I mean? And, you know, not just that, but, you know, food in case of, you know, dire disaster, whatever. I don't know. I know they exist. I just, I don't know how much into the, and, and, and it's not me poo-pooing on it because I would love to believe it. It's part of my, you know, belief in aliens and what have you. You hear different shows back in the day that there was people interviewed that worked in a certain place and this, you know, Nordic kind of alien was down there and yada, 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 but he looked, he looked just like us. And I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's weird. That's what makes it so fascinating to look into, to the topic. Yeah, dude, I, this is really interesting to look at. This is like a really primitive Viet Cong underground military base. You see mm-hmm. this? Um, all I see is a military installation entrance. Okay, let me just get back to this. Oh, that's right. It popped up into a different window. Okay. okay. Yeah, dude, this is pretty cool looking, man. Um, let's see if this is it. Nope, this is it right here. Share. Yeah, check this out. This is uh, north of Saigon. Oh, yeah. So there's like a little fighting bunker. There's all kinds of tunnels. Um, there's a quick read right here. We can... It says 20 miles northwest... Of Saigon was the Iron Triangle and the adjacent Chu Chi Coochie. Sorry, that's that's interesting name, huh? Coochie. I'm not even kidding. C U C H I Coochie. Mm. Um, sounds like a good, uh, probably a wet place. Yeah, good time. Um, this is the uh, the Coochie district here. Since 1945, the Viet Cong and their village sympathizers had labored to construct an incredible maze of multi-layered, many-chambered tunnels. Its existence was a matter of geology, geography, and tactics. The soil itself uh, was some kind of clay. I can't really read that word. was ideal for tunneling since it did not crumble and formed a brick-hard, impenetrable surface. The tunnel served as a storage and assembly area. Via a geographic oddity, a protruding figure of Cambodia pointed towards the Iron Triangle in Saigon. 
Uh, munitions and infiltrating guerrillas moved from sanctuaries in Cambodia to the secure concealed assembly areas in the tunnels. Allied strategic uh, Allied strategists well understood this and viewed the Iron Triangle as a dagger pointed at Saigon. However, they failed to appreciate the tactical importance of the tunnels. They had a higher purpose than mere concealment. Communist doctrine decreed if the tunnels are dug so as to exploit their effectiveness fully, the villagers and hamlets will become extremely strong fortresses. The enemy may be several times superior to us in strength and modern weapons, but he will not chase us from the battlefield because we will launch surprise attacks from within the underground tunnels until well past Tet. Uh, this proved to be exactly the way that the VC operated from the tunnels. Yes, yeah, so that was so, the the Tet, yeah. the Tet offensive. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah. But. These uh, these tunnels uh, really kicked our ass in Vietnam. Uh, the they there was a certain type of soldier they ended up nicknaming uh tunnel rats uh they would go in and try and clear out some of these tunnels and Mojave is really super dangerous job because there was booby traps around yeah. around every corner you know you didn't know but this is what kind of kicked our ass is we'd be fighting them in these jungles and we'd go run up and and try to secure where they were and there was no trace of these these Viet Cong and you couldn't there wasn't it, it was really hard to even see where their entrances to these these tunnels were and next thing you know they'd pop out of another tunnel and they'd be behind you opening fire again and it it took a while for us to figure out what was going on to eventually you know go down and try and clear out these tunnels and and see what kind of uh you know shit that they were trying to use against us which was you know they they took a very primitive uh technology and was kicking our ass for a while with it. Yeah. I mean, dude, you're explaining exactly what this thing is talking about. Like, if you look right here, there's Tunnel Rat Surface Unit. It's hard. It may be hard for you to see, but there's a couple guys in, like, green uniforms, Americans, okay. looking down right here. And then there, there was false tunnels with booby traps in them. Mm -hmm. So imagine that fucking job, man. Like, no wonder these dudes are doing so much LSD. They have to go climb through tunnels to try to kill these people mm -hmm. like that's terrifying yeah so yeah man um but yeah there's all kinds of shit in here there's a well there's a little dormitory um like bunk beds hospital underground um and it's all super primitive the munitions area air shafts um pretty interesting another punji trap not sure what that is but and then it all comes from a fighting bunker oh the so usually there's the, a bunker and then what was it you know, the pun punji trap Punji, it looks like. Punji, yeah. That's where that's where they would uh, trap the Puntang. Oh yes, in the city of Kuchi. Yes. I still can't get over. That's actually the name <laughs> of the the district. I mean, I don't know. I clever, I guess. But I don't know if you had anything that you wanted to share before uh, we can kind of ping pong it back and forth here. Yeah, let me let me look what what's going on over here and uh, pull up something. But yeah, those. Those tunnel rat dudes, man, I, I don't know. It, they had, they had big balls. That's all I have to say is they had big fucking balls. Um, I'm gonna play something, um, on my end, and let me back this up here. I want you to see if you can pick out anything, and. <laughs> 
think you have an eye for it, and I think you'll 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 see it. So what do we got? What do we got? Suspense is killing me. I know. I'm horrible. It says, what's going on in Spain? Okay. It has this like molten lava type crack in the ground. But pay attention. See this lady? She's supposed to be in hazmat gear, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll back this up a little bit. You can mute her actually because she's speaking Spanish. I don't know if we can pause it. Yeah, I'm going to try get a good right there. So she's in hazmat gear. Is right? her hose just loose? Okay, that that's one. Do you see do, do you see where her glove and her her uh sleeve meet? Yeah, it's, it's not sealed. Fully exposed. Yeah. Propaganda 101. Huh. So is it? I wonder what they're trying to push or what they're trying to. I don't know. That just kind of popped up, and I was just like, you know what? I I I want to save it just just because of that. And you know, you see these people that, you know, right after um, that movie that everybody wasn't talking about and everybody didn't see, uh, leave the world behind. I think is what it was called. You know, started yeah. making those fake videos of of the deer everywhere. You know what I mean? Oh my God, they're in they're on they're at Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty. They're on top of uh, Mount Rushmore. They're at Big Ben and this and that, and trying to push that fear. And to me, this is another one. Even though it, it's in Spanish, and I don't read read Spanish or or speak it very well, but I didn't need to to pick out the inconsistencies like if this is hazardous shit uh you're gonna be you're gonna be pretty suited up just saying yeah i mean you know i hate to say it it, it, they get a false kind of uh stereotype for being lazy in some of those latin american countries right yeah i i think that like especially in spain like they're pretty with it like they wouldn't they wouldn't cut corners if that was a serious danger um and and frankly mexico is too i mean there's a right. lot of these people are like brilliant with math like some of the smartest freaking math people i know don't really know english very well you know what i mean because mm-hmm. you kind of like succeed in one one side or the other as you're coming up through school uh mine was like more of like the language arts history shit and then like my you know mexican friends were more into like science and math but um yeah dude i'll show you this really good uh gi jose clip okay just to kind of emphasize that point from uh Family Guy. Oh, nice. Have you, have you heard of G.I. Jose? No, I have not. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a real Mexican hero. <laughs> Let's see, G.I. Jose, real Family Mexican guy. hero. That's brilliant. You, have yeah, to- dude. Mex- a lot of Mexicans, like, if you're friends with them, they they enjoy this kind of comedy, like you know, this kind of shit talking stuff. Um, but yeah, there's a couple clips of GI Jose in here. All right, cool. Here we go. Let me make sure it doesn't have an ad first. We'll play the longer one. Got to share your screen. <laughs> Do you ever watch Family Guy? Uh, I know I will. Not, not, not. I, I have. I've watched it back in the day. I, I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Here we go. 
Hey, guys, let's go swim in the old quarry. Yeah! Wait a minute, kids. Don't go swimming in that quarry. It's dangerous. Wow. Thanks, G.I. Jose. Hey, you guys want to buy some gum or cotton candy or a stuffed <laughs> animal? How about an inflatable mallet, huh? This is fun. You can hit your friend on the head with it, but don't hit him on the head with it. Yeah, thanks. I don't really need any of that stuff. You got any dance you need hammered out? <laughs> so apparently there's apparently there's two clips this is a 30 second one this is the one that i was thinking of i saved hundreds with liberty mutual liberty, liberty, liberty mutual liberty, is not sponsoring liberty. the show liberty like this loose oh, crap and i was gonna watch gi jose oh no you cut your forehead what do we do Hey, kids, if you have an open wound, get some dirt or kitty litter and rub it in there to stop the bleeding. Then get some sleep and wait for the body to heal itself. Now we know. And like I always say, remember, you know enough. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Get some dirt or kitty litter and rub it in there. Well, it's the truth. Uh, uh, I remember... Not kitty litter. Right. But, but dirt... Uh, Rory was telling me about this, uh, uh, I forget, I don't know if it was a co-worker or, or someone that his wife knew, super germ freak, okay, super germ freak, almost like boy in the bubble type of shit, had a baby, the baby kept getting sick, kept getting sick, kept taking it to the doctors, kept constantly being sick, could never heal, and this lady would sterilize everything, blah, 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 she finally took him to a, uh, like a a Mennonite or an Amish doctor. And he just looked at her and said, do you let your kid go outside and play? She's like, oh, no. He's like, let him go out and play in some dirt. Let him eat some dirt. And next thing you know, his immune system started building up because he was outside exposed to this shit. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, uh, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, And obviously eating dirt. I mean, we all used to make mud pies, but you never really ate the mud pies. Oh, you weren't supposed to? Um, Eating dirt, I think. You were not supposed to eat the mud pies. Oh, fuck. Did you dabble a little bit? Uh, I dabbled. Sampled? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that the 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 idea of eating dirt, it comes from, like, the, the fact that, like, kids are so unsanitary that, like, they'll go play around, get dirty, and then eat without washing their hands. I don't think you're just supposed to eat handfuls of dirt. No. Um, but, yeah, obviously, you know, the germs are good for you, man. Like, it, when you're sick, dude, as a kid, it's nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're gross, and, you know, but you don't realize how gross you are. It's like a five-year-old sneezing without covering your mouth right. and shit. It's not running you're down. You're a disgusting your, animal. It's not running down your yeah. upper lip into your mouth, and you're just like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're a disgusting animal, but, I mean, it doesn't feel bad. When you're sick as a 30-year-old, dude, it sucks, and that's as old as I've gotten so far. I can imagine when you're 50, 60, it probably sucks ass to mm-hmm. get sick. Um, But, yeah, man, it is... Uh, it's funny to, to think that. Well, stay, um, I have something on, on the Amish that I wouldn't mind playing real quick. That Amish. Is, you love the Amish. I do and I don't. It's like a love-hate relationship. Um, some are good. Some are, some are all right. Uh, a, lot of them, a lot of them aren't. They're really judgy, if that makes sense. The idea of an, uh, of an Amish mafia is kind of funny to me. I know it's a real thing, but it's kind of funny <laughs> to <laughs> don't think even, about. Don't even get me started on that motherfucker. <laughs> People like Jedediah. Oh, come on. It's being dumb here. Now they had that Amish mafia 
TV show and they had that midget. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, yeah, Matthew actually sent me a, a clip that he wants me to show you. Okay. So here's this. Let me show well, yesterday, the tyrannical government here in my state of Pennsylvania decided to roll in and do a little raid. An illegal raid, if you will, of Amos Miller's farm without any notice, without him being allowed on the premises to see exactly what they were doing with some goons in the Pennsylvania State Police. And I like the Pennsylvania State Police, but the people who are part of these search warrants, these executed abuses of power who do not say something about it are as guilty as the moron judges who believe that this is re- this is reality in 2024 that we should roll in heavy muscle an Amish farmer and then create some stupid story about well a couple people got sick apparently drinking some of his eggnog that's your reason for coming in absolutely not ladies and gentlemen they went into his farm they closed him down They seized all sorts of products, and they're going to say that the reason why is because they're getting some health issues from people. My friends, this is code for Amos Miller. The Amish farmer in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, was just freaking swatted by his own state government and the federal authorities because he doesn't want to play by their rules. How is this any different? Then the endless barrage of bullcrap charges and indictments and allegations and all sorts of labels slapped at Donald Trump. No different. Amos Miller isn't a star like Donald Trump, but he's getting there. Well, yesterday. I think I might have Hard to be the one to say it. But... Go ahead. She's an attractive older lady. I will say that. <laughs> she, she is. I an like att- her. Yes. I like her getting fiery like that. I, I, um, I will agree with you. Know, you know, conservatives, <laughs> conservatives are getting to a point, and I, I don't know if you kind of caught it there, where, it, like, just blindly being conservative, it's it's getting to the point where it's almost as bad as being just blindly liberal. Like, she can't even go a sentence criticizing the police without saying, "I like the police," right? But they're doing some horrible shit. It's like you can't just blindly blanket say that you like a police department what you say the pennsylvania police or the philly police whatever it was pennsylvania state um, police yeah pennsylvania state police it's like you can't just blanketly say that i'm sure there is an asshole or two that wears that badge oh yeah you know what i mean you don't have to just blindly support like i don't support tucson police you know what i mean i live in tucson arizona i'm not against them either but like good cops i i wish that there were more of them and then bad yeah man fuck them it ruins the whole bunch right the whole saying with the apple one bad apple spoils mm-hmm. the, the batch or whatever the hell it is you know it's 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 horrible man so yeah it's just funny to see these guys uh where they're like trying to talk a little bit of shit about a department that you know conservatives don't like you talking shit about the police yet conservatives are anti-government police are government mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's just a weird like we're starting to get into that kind of uh hypocritical region there where it's like i don't know i like this but not that even though they're the same thing it's strange yeah it is it's very strange um i thought i had i thought i had another clip because there was more that came out on this um over the weekend and and leading up to the weekend but apparently i didn't i didn't save them save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, So it's no big deal. Um, But they were just reporting, you know, dude was there. You could see the PSP, Pennsylvania State Police, in the background, uh, you know, cars everywhere. And all over um, organic food is basically what this is. Uh, The Amish do not put any, they don't spray their, the the, the only chemical that they'll use is fucking cow poop on their their crops, which obviously they're eating uh, non-sprayed, hay and out to pasture with with grass and then they're poop you know it's great fertilizer over eggnog well people you can get now granted you could get a little sick uh, on eggnog from the store as well if it's not quote-unquote pasteurized because everybody's you know has to be pasteurized you know it kills everything well studies show that raw milk is actually healthier than pasteurized shit and what have you and there's raw eggs in eggnog you know what I mean? Like, come on, eat a raw egg. You, you, you stand a chance of getting sick. Your body might not like it. It's, but there, there's a, a big attack, and, and basically just because it's organic farming. And, you know, he's not allowed to sell us meat now, no eggs. I mean, this story is pr- pretty big out, out here in, in Pennsylvania because of it, and, it, and it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, anytime I hear the uh, the word pasteurized, I think of the South Park episode, man. That's why I was laughing where they're talking about the UPS guy coming and fucking and all their wives. And the guy's like telling the story about like how it happened. Like it was a before it was the UPS guy, it was the milkman. Right. That would come and, and fuck your wife. And he was talking about how him and all of the old, you know, the the old members of the town before it was like all modern with UPS, they all cornered one of the they 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 paid a blonde to seduce the milkman, bring him upstairs into the bathroom, and she wanted to take a bath in milk. <laughs> and then the guy was like, the milkman goes, "Do you want that milk pasteurized?" <laughs> and she says, "No, just up to my boobs. I can splash it in my eyes." <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. But <laughs> that one took me a split second to get. I was just, <laughs> no, just up to my boobs. I can, I can splash it in my eyes. Yeah, man, it's funny. Uh, good shot. Good old South Park. If people didn't know, it's my favorite. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I don't know if you had any more like information dense clips. I have a, a, a goofy one again that we wanted to share. Um, yeah, I have a couple. Okay, yeah, feel free. All right, let me head back to sharing my screen. Don't let me forget. I also want to. Uh, Nate sent in a voice message. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, trying to think where. Well, where you want to go? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go here just because. What is happening with John Fetterman? Um, you know this guy is. Fetterman. I I love this guy. I mean, you're obsessed. I, I am. Totally obsessed. 
what is happening with John Fetterman? I mean, we all remember John Fetterman. You know, he had had the stroke when he first was elected. Couldn't string two sentences together. Then he goes off to Walter Reed, comes back, does not look anything like himself. Um, and then today I saw another video of him speaking somewhere about closing the border. And he looks like he's gained 50 pounds and is speaking like he is now a college professor. No, no gaps in sentences, no stuttering, no nothing. He sounds like a friggin' college professor. That is not the OG John Fetterman that we all knew. So who is it? Good question. And that's a, that's a pencil tucky woman right there, huh? Yes. That, that, it, when you think Pennsylvania, there you go. That, that is, that's Pennsylvania woman right there. Really? A little Jeez. bit of, a little bit of Karen in there. A bit of a Southern accent I, I pick up too. It's a weird accent that's that we have out here. It's, I don't even know how to explain it. Some people say it has a little Southern twang to it. I, I, I don't know. Um, I was, do you, I don't know. Do you want me to, did you see that jelly, jelly roll went to Congress or whatever to testify or, not even testify pretty much to speak on fentanyl or something like that. Oh yeah. I had heard of this. Yeah. Do you, do you want me to play it? Sure. All right. He's an interesting guy. During the time that I've been given to share my testimony here, I think it's important to note before I start that in these five minutes, I'll be speaking that somebody. Well, I didn't realize the audio was going to suck. Oh, he sounds different. Could you hear it? Could you? Yeah. It sounded so far when away. When you start it, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take a piss real quick, but yeah, I mean, I've seen this. It's good, though. Good okay. Information. In these five minutes, I'll be speaking that somebody in the United States will die of a drug overdose, and it is almost a 70% chance that during those five minutes, it will be fentanyl-related. Having started that way, Chairman Brown, Ranking Member Scott, and esteemed committee members, thank you for having me. I know this is a bit of a curveball, but I like a little baseball myself. My name is Jason D. Ford, but to most, I am known as Jelly Roll. I, it is important to establish earlier that I am a musician and that I have no political alliance. I am neither Democrat nor Republican. In fact, because of my past, my right to vote has been restricted. Thus far, I have never paid attention to a political race in my life. Ironically, I think that makes me the perfect person to speak about this because fentanyl transcends partisanship and ideology, gentlemen and women. This is a totally different problem. Nah, I was speaking outside to the media and I, I gave them a statistic that said 190 people a day overdose and die every single day in the United States of America. That is about a 737 plane. That's what about a 737 aircraft can carry. Could you imagine the national media attention it would get if they were reporting that a plane was crashing every single day and killing 190 people? But because it's 190 drug addicts, we don't feel that way. Because America has been known to bully and shame drug addicts instead of dealing and trying to understand what the actual root of the problem is with that. But the sad news is that that narrative is changing, too, because the statistics say that in all likelihood, almost every person in this room has lost a friend, family member or colleague to the disease known as addiction. I've attended more funerals than I care to share with y'all. This committee, I could sit here and cry for days about the caskets I've carried of people I loved dearly, deeply, 
in my soul, good people, not just drug addicts, uncles, friends, cousins, normal people. Some people that just got in a car wreck and started taking a pain pill to manage it. One thing led to the other. How fast it spirals out of control. I don't think people truly, truly understand. So many people. Equally, I think it's important for me to tell you all that I'm not here to defend the use of illegal drugs. And I also understand the paradox of my history as a drug dealer standing in front of this committee. But equally, I think that's what makes me perfect to talk about this. I was a part of the problem. I am here now standing as a man that wants to be a part of the solution. I brought my community down. I hurt people. I was the uneducated man in the kitchen playing chemists with drugs I knew absolutely nothing about, just like these drug dealers are doing right now when they're mixing every drug on the market with fentanyl, and they're killing the people we love. I'll be honest with y'all, my desire is to only get older and only do better and be better. I believed when I sold drugs genuinely that selling drugs was a victimless crime. I truly believe that, y'all. My father always told me what doesn't get you in the wash will get you in the rinse. Now I have a 15-year-old daughter whose mother is a drug addict. Every day I get to look in the eyes of a victim in my household of the effects of drugs every single day. And every single day I have to wonder if me and my wife if today will be the day that I have to tell my daughter that her mother became a part of the national statistic. History repeats itself, gentlemen. Even in the 1990s, crack cocaine had long made its way into my middle lower class neighborhood. And at that moment, even as a teenager, you could have never convinced me in that moment that there would be a far bigger problem on the horizon in the form of a pharmaceutical drug. And then I watched opioids and Oxycontin burst onto the scene. I'm here to tell y'all that fentanyl is going to make the Sackler family look like saints. And I want to let y'all sit with that for a second. It's time for us to be proactive and not reactive. We were reactive with crack. We were reactive with opioids. And y'all are taking the first step at somebody in Senate finally being proactive. I truly believe in my heart that this bill that this bill will stop the supply and can help stop the supply of fentanyl. But in part of being proactive, gentlemen and, and women I, and, and ladies, I have to be frank and tell you all that if we don't talk to the other side of Capitol Hill and stop the demand, we are going to spin our tires in the mud. You all are taking the first step, but I encourage you to take it outside of this room and you take it to your colleagues and your constituents and you give them the most that you can. I know I've got a few seconds here. and Senator Brown said I may or may not go over. Um, all I want to say is that I not only encourage y'all to do this, I encourage y'all to take it a step further. At every concert I perform, I witness the heartbreaking impact of fentanyl. I see fans grappling with this tragedy in the form of music that they seek solace in music and hope that their experiences won't befall others. They crave reassurance. These are the people I'm here to speak for, y'all. These people crave reassurance that their elected officials actually care more about human life than they do about ideology and partisanship. I stand here as a regular member of society. I am a stupid songwriter, y'all, but I have firsthand witnessed this in a way most people have not. I encourage y'all to not only pass this bill, but I encourage you to bring it up where it matters, at the kitchen table. Yeah, he's a good speaker, man. Yeah, uh, very good speaker. Um yeah, I kind of gained a little bit of respect for him. Uh, you know how I, I felt about him. Um, 
never really cared for his music. I uh, didn't really ever <laughs> like looking at the guy. You know what I mean? I just, I, I don't know. I just, there was, I just didn't care. And to see that side of him and hear him speak, I guess I, I, I never gave him a fair shake. You know what I mean? And, and my bad, you know, uh, but he makes a lot of sense. And uh, when the cameras were panning around, you could see everybody was just kind of like in awe, like uh, almost sp- speechless, but yet giving smug, smug reactions at the same time. Like, who are you to yeah, tell Yeah, one senator looked like he was about to laugh. It's like, yeah. what the fuck is there to laugh about here? He's talking about people dying. Like, that That just shows how out of touch, like, that fat fuck is. Not Jelly Roll, but that piece of shit guy. Right. I don't know who that senator was. I didn't notice his name tag, but the... You know, he doesn't care. He's probably got family members that have died from this stuff, and he's like, they were stupid for trying it. You know, mm-hmm. he, that type of a dude. Yeah, man, his documentary, Jelly Roll's documentary on Hulu is really good. It actually made me tear up, dude. And, like, I don't get emotional for shit, but just, like, when he talks about his story and then, like, every one of his shows, his fans, you know, they look like, you know, someone ladled macaroni and cheese onto a pile of shit. <laughs> That's what his fans kind of look like in the audience. Right. Um but these these are you know my dad likes them <laughs> and i i went to a concert <laughs> i went so, to a concert with my dad but so, you know you go out you so are you some, macaroni and you your dad's cheese or are you cheese and your dad's macaroni we we were literally probably the top on the top 100 of most like best looking people at this place damn when we were there with thousands and thousands of people like we were definitely in the top 100 and that's usually not the case right uh, these are some weird looking people. They're they're kind of like um remember like the ICP fans? Mm, yes. Real similar. Like a lot okay. of people that you know, fat white people that that act like society fucked them over when it was really just kind of them that did it, you know. Um I I I used to not believe this, but definitely being born in like certain areas of the country uh-huh. with a certain economic, you know, tax bracket, whatever you want to call it, you have a lot that you, that you can do just by being like middle class not necessarily white but middle class uh in a certain area right i grew up in a nice area of tucson but there's some shitty areas of tucson and it sounds like i don't know exactly where you grew up like if it was like a nice area or shitty area or whatever but depends on what side of the you river a, you're on okay <laughs> well so like just what i'm saying is like everyone has opportunities and i feel like a lot of his fans are people that had opportunities but fucked them up and now they feel like society's shit on me and i gotta have a place to to relate but at every one of his shows he talks with these people and whether it's genuine on his part or their part or not it's pretty moving stuff like some some chick comes up and talks to him like her mother overdosed and like they're sitting there and he's just like hugging her and they're both crying like sobbing crying right and it's like damn dude like this dude's either a great actor chaos magician type guy that uses people's emotions to like get money or he's a genuine guy and and i think he's pretty genuine personally um but yeah man like i don't get emotional about shit in that documentary like it's sad yeah Uh, if i had hulu i'd actually probably check it out but um yeah, it, it's it, it, the story of him and 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 you know obviously his wife um was a high-end escort at one point um n- maybe another word for prostitute uh 
and Vegas. Yeah, like he, a, yeah, like he, a high, and she's she's hot. She's pretty hot. I mean, now she's got a lot of weird shit. Yeah, face stuff and weird stuff, but but for for someone like him, you wouldn't picture pulling someone like her. You know what I mean? Like, but you know, it, it's all around. It's it, it's different. I have seen some videos, you know, that, you know, make their rounds or whatever. And, you know, I think he had his his daughter up on stage and she sang a song or whatever that she wrote for him, which was pretty moving. You know what I mean? What I like is, is, you know, it's clear that his daughter's his world. You know what I mean? He he really does care about his daughter and I can relate to that. Um, And he self-admits, you know, hey, I was a drug dealer. I was a piece of shit, you know, and and now I I, want to do something better well that's good i mean that that to me is rehabilitation at its finest you know you you turn yourself around to make yourself a productive member of society and now you want to help help the situation create a solution and not be part of the problem anymore yeah yeah for sure man yes he's right about that he says it over and over again that society looks at drug addicts and people with problems as criminals but a lot of them, are, they're just mentally unwell, dude. Like, mm-hmm. even the people I'm kind of shitting on where it's like, you know, I feel like like they had their every opportunity in front of them and then they just shit it away because they wanted to do drugs or whatever. That comes from something, right. whether it's a cultural thing or societal thing or it was like their their parents didn't give them something that they deeply needed. Like, that shit comes from somewhere. So it's sad when these people are just shit on. Um But, yeah, I mean, at the same time, I don't know. There's only, like, I'm I'm not as sympathetic. I guess I haven't experienced it like he has you know you kind of have to know something mm-hmm. in order to really like have a big feeling about it and i just feel like everyone should be treated like a person but like we shouldn't bend over backwards for people if they continue to use drugs knowing that you know it can kill them you know what i mean i don't expect anyone to have sympathy for me i enjoy drinking right if i end up dying l- later down the road hopefully not soon hopefully but, you know, way later down the road because of complications of, of drinking alcohol, I wouldn't expect anyone to be like, oh, let's fucking ban, you know, alcohol and, and let's, you know, try and advocate for more responsible use. All the risks are, are known, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. That's the way I feel. Like I said, hopefully it doesn't happen for a long time. But, you know, it, the things that we put in our body fucking affect us. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and. I've had family members that have OD'd and died, and and I'm kind of like you are. I lack empathy in, in, a, in a lot of ways, and these were family members. And, you know, the one family member, he was doing good, doing good, sober for years, and all of a sudden had a relapse. And I think it had to do with his baby. Yeah, his baby's mama and him were breaking, you know, and, it, and it, it, he, that's what he knew to revert back to. And guess what? Got some heroin was laced with fentanyl and boom he, he was dead uh, his dad found him dead the next morning on the on the living room floor and to me it was like you knew the the risks versus the rewards with this you you know what i mean you knew you were clean you you, you fought it i kind of don't feel bad you know you, you chose to do that at the end of the day even though there was people around you that were a support group and you know were, were always there for you you choose to shit on them. So, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, uh, you know, what's interesting, too, is like the way that the system is like people, people do heroin and things like that because it gets out of your system pretty quickly. Right. Like your your body's system, like it seems like weed sticks around for the longest. And ironically, weed seems to be the healthiest fucking drug that you can take. Unless, of course, you're doing like a, you know, 
hair sample or whatever, then you know if you're doing just a normal piss test or blood blood test, it seems like weed stays in the longest. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but like what- it, it, I see it as almost like a Darwinism thing. Like if if people know about fentanyl and people know how dangerous it is and how it can just be randomly in your batch of heroin or in your coke or whatever, why are you doing it? Right. You know, like. I don't know. Hopefully, it never fucking starts showing up in bottles of vodka or beers. Yeah, you know no what I mean? Because that's possible too. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm looking at it wrong or whatever. But I, I think it's a. I think it's definitely like the addict is part to blame. Oh, I, I think that, absolutely. That he, right. He he gives a message to where we need to look at these people like people. But you know, it, of course, with the with the culture that we have, it's one extreme or another. Mm-hmm. So you're either babying the drug addict, making them feel like, oh, it's okay if you fuck up a hundred times. It's not. And right. it's also not okay to treat these people like shit. There's a middle ground there where it's like, yeah, you have to go to prison if you do this a certain amount of time. You have to, you know, at least go to jail. Something. Something has to change instead of being one extreme or the other. So I don't know. I feel like he's kind of on the extreme of um, you know, let's let's do whatever we can to help these people instead of Maybe at a certain point, some people are gone. Yeah, and it's kind of like uh, we covered that. Uh, was he a Harvard professor that w- would dabble in heroin? At, at, at the end of the night, he'd go home and then he'd shoot up with oh, heroin? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, black dude with dreads. Yeah, and right. he, he saw yeah. no problem with it. Uh, did he do it during the day any other time? No. Am I saying what he's doing is right? No. But who? But it's not wrong either. It's not wrong. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? He, he, has, he. It's his body. He has. He has the right to choose whatever he wants to do as a human. You know what I mean? And if he's going home and doing it and not hurting anybody but himself, and he's doing it responsibly, so be it. And then we had the guy in in Canada that was trying to set up his uh, uh, little remote shop to give people free clean uh, utensils or or even clean product to use. Uh, and you know, granted it was against the law. I never heard any follow-up from that if the guy got arrested or anything, but you know, there's places like Portugal, they, they legalized every drug known to man. And within five to 10 years, their drug problem pretty much went away all because yeah. it was legal. There, there, there was no mystique behind it anymore. There was no, Ooh, I might get caught or whatever. It's like, all right, I can do it. You know, look at uh, states that have recreational weed. Yeah, you saw a spike in everybody going, oh, yeah, we can finally do it. And now it's just like, yeah, we have it. So what? You know, kind of like you. You used to smoke a lot of weed prior to it being legal. And now it's just like, yeah, okay, we have it. I, just give me a beer or whatever. I, I, I don't care. You know what I mean? So it takes that mystique and that, that oh, I might get caught away. And that, that's part of the addiction rush that addicts have. Yeah. Yeah. This is that guy that you're talking about, Carl Hart. Um, he's in the Department of Psychology at Cambridge, uh, Columbia. Sorry. That's it. Um, so, yeah, he's an interesting guy. He's been on Rogan and stuff like that. Um, and, a li- I don't know, you know, not to be uh, condescending or anything, he looks like a drug user. You know what I mean? Like, he, he see, I like, was just going to say the complete opposite. I was going to be like, to look at him, you wouldn't think he was shooting up heroin. Really? I mean, yeah. I, maybe not heroin, but definitely weed. I, yeah, you know I can I mean? see weed, the dreadlocks, you know, the, 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 you know, the whole Jamaican vibe and the, the Rasta, the, the yaw, 
you know definitely mushrooms i would suspect like i mean that's what i'm saying it's not because he's black or anything but it's because i mean like if you see a white dude with dreadlocks he probably smokes weed you know um so yeah interesting but yeah i mean the guy's very accomplished phd university of wyoming in 1996 um behavioral neuroscience and neuropsychopharmacology that's a fucking word and a half which is probably uh, why he's into shooting up heroin the neuro, the neuropsych, whatever it was, the the last one that you read off, the neuropsych, psych, okay, yeah, the neuro, yeah, whatever it is, yeah, yada yada yada. I'm not that educated, so you know, if he's studying this stuff and, and looking into it and its effects and teaching about it, maybe that's what led this guy in. Well, let me dabble, you know, let, let me do my own research, you know what? That's how all mad scientist start i guess or or even scientific research you know you gotta you gotta you gotta have a test subject so he's like ah, eh, fuck it I'll, I'll test myself yeah he um so yeah the the word is neuropsychopharmacology he is the only affiliated faculty member there at columbia and there's two graduate students that are affiliated with the topic too so it's pretty fringe okay obviously you know like it it sounds like um using drugs to open your mind and and connect to whatever i don't know but from what i remember from hearing him talk and i'm not disagreeing with him because i don't fucking know and the research is so skewed that's hard to know um he basically thinks that like using drugs can you know if you do it responsibly can almost turn you into like a superhuman as far as mentally Mm -hmm. like you can you can really like you can cure yourself of shit you can which i mean there's there's research out there with that with right shrooms especially and and, uh lsd and ayahuasca and shit like that so i don't know man it's interesting stuff nonetheless absolutely uh let's get into didn't you say uh was it matthew wanted wanted you to play something for me yeah there's a clip that i that he wants to share and then we'll do kind of the week and then we can uh we can rock out of here let me find it for you let me know when we're ready to go i need to share my screen whoops You got to share your screen. I started, I put on that attractive uh, Canadian chick that she talks like she, you know, she likes to eat some potatoes, maybe some mac and cheese, you know? Some cheese you know curds. Talking about? Yeah, some cheese curds too. Don't. Yeah, sit down by the fire and drink a cold, cold brew. Cold brew. I'm trying to fucking talk. I don't know how people out there talk, but she sounds like she's either from Wisconsin or Canada. She, uh, I believe she is Canadian. Don't you know? Right, right, right. Okay, here we go. This is something I would like to come. Uh, these guys are coming to Tucson, and I would like to go see them with you, actually. Here we go. Little Miss? She flew up to the top. <laughs> the gnome ain't the gnome. Angel the giant. I'm Olivia. Pinky Shortcake. <laughs> you know, psycho. Ben Urkel. Michael Suave. Neha. Just go down, baby. Carolina Reaver. It's your boy Hot Rod. Jamaican Jill. Hot Lana. I bought the crew. Jay Amazing. Little Ozzy. Baby Jesus. Little X. Little Show. The Goat. Zach Presley. KOE. Michael Jazz. La Mas Hermosa. La Little Chola. Michael Taggett. Meow. Surprise! Micro Rockers White, baby! 
Micro Rocker, dude. All those guys. Do you have a favorite one? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Can we watch him again? I kind of like the little Chola. Let's watch him again? Yeah, let's watch him again. <laughs> I, if we go we see him, can, be scared. No, can we get in the ring with him? Dude, how many midgets do you think you could fuck up? At like, one, if we did a tag team against all these guys, do you think that we could win, or do you think that we'd get tired after, like, two minutes, three minutes? Because uh, I don't know if you've been in a fight in a while, dude. It like it takes fighting, a lot of cardio. Especially, it's it's extensive cardio, because your adrenaline's going, too, so you, you dump quicker than you'd think. Yeah. Um, if it's me and you in a tag team match, I think we could take them all. You just got, we just got to pace ourselves. We just have to know that we, we are the, the, the elite hunting force, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to run circles around us for a little while and, you know, might, might kick us in the shin and run away. But once we catch them, they're done. They're done. They're going over a top rope and landing on their fucking noggin. It's just going to be hard to try and pin one when like seven others are trying to kick you in the head. Well, that's when your tag team partner comes in. True. Yeah, the tag team uh, rules never really stay intact throughout the tag team match. Yeah. Yeah, man, I think we could take them. But yeah, here we go. And keep in mind who you think your favorite might be. And for the people that are only listening, this is a uh, a midget wrestling league. And uh, Ghost has this weird fetish with midgets. (laughs) So I had to highlight it here. But yeah, Matthew sent this in. Here we go. Keep an eye out for a favorite. Okay. I've got mine. I got I got my top three. All right. 2020. Whoops. Four micro full cast roll call. As always, Little Miss. Shape for the top. <laughs> the Nomi. Nate the No. Angel the Giant. I'm Olivia. Pinky Shortcake. You know, Psycho. Ben Urkel. Micro Suave. Neha. Just go down, baby. Carolina Reaver. It's your boy, Hot Rod. Jamaican Jill. Hot Lana. Oh, I've got my crew. Jay Amazing. Little Ozzy. Baby Jesus. Little X. Little Show, the GOAT. Zach Presley. Hey, we, Michael Jazz. La Mas Hermosa, La Little Chola. Michael's like, meow. Surprise, Micro Rockers. Right, baby. <laughs> Dude, the Chola gets me every time. She is my favorite by far. Uh, Here, get out of this so uh, they can see you. <laughs> but yeah, dude, for me, it's the Chola. Number two is that Indian guy. I don't know what the fuck his name is. All that I heard him say was how at the end. Right. And then number three is the cat that meows right after the Chola. That shit is so funny. He just goes meow. <laughs> That's it, dude. So I like those three. So I like the gnome. The, no, the, the gnome I really liked. Uh, the Jamaican. Matt's favorite too, by the way. The gnome. The gnome. And the Jamaican dude. Uh, just because he, he, he looked. Jamaican Joe. Yeah. Just because he looked like he'd be funny as fuck. You know what I mean? Just like he'd put on a good show. And yeah. the last one uh, that I have written down was uh, uh, the, <laughs> the Little Show. The Little Show's nice. Yeah. So they're all different than mine. Yeah. Yeah, the girls, Dude, they're, they're hard for me to look at. Chick. They, they, they just have that Downs look to them. And it's like, ugh, big foreheads, just all creepy and shit. Yeah, man. They look like they, know, they stink. funny. But I think it'd be a fun time to go and watch. But I think we could take them all. Oh, yeah. Just, I'm just going to put that out there. I think we can take them all. Now, let me see this Micro Wrestling Federation, the M. 
WF. I mean, we. Oh my God, dude! You got to look at this page. Can you see the page? Uh huh. Holy fuck! I mean, what a mess! It's like Trailer Park Boys, but midgets. You know, it's cool though. Oh, let's see a skit of them wrestling. <laughs> Two brothers. Wow! Oh, this crowd going crazy. What is Hot Rod doing? Turn your back on Hot Rod. One, two, three. <laughs> the too. And their rings even Maybe smaller. Any thoughts on the micro pay per view there tonight? What happened? Anything you want to say to your brother? I don't know if y'all noticed, but Baby Cheese has been on the rampage. Oh my god. Dude, it looks good. Yeah? I like how their rings like built to their size. <laughs> like it's not a a traditional wrestling ring like we would wrestle in. Well, of course. Like, oh, Lil Chola, that's her name, dude. Okay. Yeah, she's my favorite. Just cuz she's speaking Spanish. I mean, there's got to be, let's see. Because I'd like to go to this. I think it'd be fun. Tickets. Touring shows. Okay, let's see. Because we want to see the schedule. So we've got Lexington, Kentucky. We've got Ridge, Kentucky. A lot of Kentucky shows right now. Uh. Tennessee. Kentucky. I mean, a lot of Kentucky. Illinois. Indiana. Alabama, so they're doing a southern thing right now. It looks yeah. like, yeah, they're probably probably huge in the Midwest. Oh wait, dude, if there's an Arizona tour though, I swear to God, if you don't come out here, I'm quitting the show. <laughs> if, if there's a, and this is going to be later too. Yeah, I'm not doing these shows anymore. If you don't come out and we watch one of these, <laughs> I'll pay for the hotel. I'll pay for the ticket. You just have to get yourself out here. <laughs> I'm, bringing, I'm not kidding. I'm I will bringing, quit the show. If it, especially, I'm bringing my retarded co-host it, out to watch these midgets, and hopefully he doesn't kill any. Yeah. And, dude, yeah, like, especially if it's after March, which it looks like, yeah, they're not even – so they're heading over here. They're in They're in Texas and Florida. If it's after March, you have to come. And if it's on March 5th, then there's no – okay, there's no show on March 5th. How about yeah, the they're 20th? in Colorado. They're getting over here. I guarantee you. Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Iowa, Georgia. They're going back the other way. Blackwell, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma. We're getting towards the end. Arkansas. Oh, shit. We can go out there and watch it with Hank. Oh, shit. That'd be fun. Dude, I bet you Hank would love this shit. Hell, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I would like it, too. As long as we can oh, drink come beer. On, piece of shit. I'm sure that we can drink. Holy shit, there are so many shows. I thought we were getting towards the end. And we are nowhere near it. So we're only in April right now. And I just want this on the record. Because I'm saying I'm quitting the show if you don't come out here. I... We got plenty of time to plan for this. <laughs> we got plenty of time to budget and plan. Because we're now we're in May. Virginia. Illinois. So, I mean, these guys get work, man. Yeah. Sounds like they make more money than we do. 
Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it, it's a it's an indie circuit for basically midget wrestling. So they're self promoted and what have you. So they're they're trying to be in a different place every day. You know, just kind of like how WWE is. Would you get a shirt? Yeah, I probably would. Micro. Micro merch. Micro wrestling AZ. Let's see. There's got to be one, dude. Let's see. This is it. Micro wrestling entertainment. And this is. Oh, it's from Eventbrite. We use Eventbrite for my work, too. Oregon. I'll find one. I don't see one yet. Oh, yeah. Glendale AZ. There we go. 20 bucks. To go? That's it? It's nothing. Yeah, let's see. Well, 20 bucks. This is at 44 Sports Girl. This is February 8th. It might be a little soon. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, if it's after March, I think we can pull it off. I'll find one, and I'll post it on Instagram, and I'll just say that we're going to that. Oh, boy. And, yeah, man, you got to, like I said, I'll quit this fucking show. Because we had a chance to hang out in Philly, and you're like, oh, three hours is too far to drive. I can't. So I'm like, yeah, dude, we'll we'll go to a midget show. No, you wanted yeah. to come up here, and you're like, you thought you were gonna get an Uber. I'm like, dude, it's like four and a half hours. You ain't gonna get an Uber to come up here. You're gonna you have to rent a car. I know, but we could have met in the middle yeah, somewhere. Yeah, had we could have beer. Yeah, we should have. I don't we know why we didn't think like, that. Well, I mentioned that. I'm Did like, you? let's just meet somewhere. And you're like, you're like, oh no. I'm actually a lot fatter than I look on the camera and I, I can't walk. I'm in a wheelchair, so I can't. Like I don't want to meet I don't want to meet anyone face to face. Timmy so. <laughs> Yeah, man, we gotta do something like that. That'd be so fun. It would be but, uh, real yeah, fun. Thank you. Dude, I know. And thank you, Matthew, for sharing that. Uh that's that's the thing that we're gonna have to uh we're gonna have to go to it, dude. Uh, you can spend up to three hundred dollars on a ticket. I'm sure that's ringside. We don't need to be that close, but we can get up there. I mean, I'm willing to spend sixty bucks per per ticket for something like that. Um, absolutely. Uh, a week. It's about that time. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, do you want to do one one thing for me? Uh, on YouTube, pull up the trailer for uh, Civil War. And we'll play that, YouTube. and then we, then we can do uh, kind of the week. I've been wanting to play this trailer for a while. Rory, Rory had sent it to me as well. Hang on. Yeah, I've got it here. Civil War trailer. Oh, Kirsten Dunst is in it. Oh, okay. He's minorly attractive. She used to be pretty. She was Kirsten Dunst. She was the one in uh, Spider Man and uh, Interview with a Vampire, wasn't she? Uh, I think she's in a Spider Man. She's in all kinds of shit. Um, okay, here I will share this with you now. Civil War, huh? Things. Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The future president assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly. Let me know if you want to try anything. I'm just aware there's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America. We just try to stay out with what we see on the news. Seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America, 
the so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States military. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? We're moving to D.C. today. You need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. What if... Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do that. But here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? Right. We're American, okay? Okay. What kind of American are you? You don't know? The Western forces will reach the White House on July 4th. Thank God. Get him up You're gonna hang back. I'm not hanging back. It's just one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. God bless America. Looks good. Uh, a lot of propaganda in there. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there has to be, but... Because um, this trailer... I wonder how many of these movies... Well, the, tra- the, the trailer came out not long after uh, uh, Leave the World Behind came out. And I've been wanting to play the trailer for, for a couple weeks now, and just with everything else in the news cycle, just didn't get a chance to do it, but I, I wanted to do it you know, at least get it out there. I know Matt has posted on, on his Instagram about it. Uh, Rory brought it to my attention and, and what have you to kind of remind me. But like you said, how, how many of these kind of off the wall movies are, are going to be coming out? You know, that watching that trailer, it, it's kind of like, oh, well, shit. Uh, are, are these patriots? Uh, are they supposed to be the MAGA people? You know what I mean? Like, what, what are you portraying here? Like, I don't know. Well, that's the thing, dude. They they do this thing of Texas and California. Those two states would never team up uh-uh. if it was a civil war situation. So I think that they're trying to make it, even though they're going to make it seem like it's um, conservatives. You know, realistically, I think it would be more like Arizona and Texas team up and they overthrow New Mexico because New Mexico is pretty blue overthrow new mexico and fucking it's arizona texas new mexico Mm -hmm. and then maybe that like oklahoma would get involved georgia might get involved arkansas um areas like that and then it would like move up california new york would be like some of the strongholds yeah Um, obviously washington dc and stuff too but yeah the the california uh texas thing's interesting to me and that's what those two stars represented on the flag there too yeah so and, and and I don't know. It's kind of funny. Uh, we play that trailer, and if you look what's going on uh, down in Texas border, uh, Governor Abbott uh, he kicked up the uh, the National Guard to you know start patrolling the border and won't even let the the federal uh, patrol in. So it's kind of like a standoff right now. And but he has every right to do that as as a governor of his state. 
He has to protect his borders, and our president is not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's a... I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think that they're going to try and pull out all the stops for this 2024 election because mm-hmm. they're they're trying to to feed the division more and more. So oh, it'll, yeah. it'll happen. Their agendas always follow through and they always get what they want. So we'll be at war if that's what they want. Yeah, that's what they want. That's what they'll get. And here's what we'll give them. Why don't you go fuck yourself, dickhead? You are a cunt, cunt, cunt. Yeah, man. My favorite time of the week. Hell yeah. Who do you, I'll let you go first. Hmm. I have one right time on. Time of the week. I know that, you, I mean, you can't say Fetterman, though. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Because, um, yeah, we just barely mentioned him. We talked about some pretty in-depth. I'll say, uh, you know, since we talked about it that there towards the end, I'll say the federal government. I'll never, you know, have a, a, a chance to miss on calling them collectively as the cunt of the week, just because what's going on right now is sad, man. It's horrible. So, uh, yeah, cunt of the week goes to the federal government All right. for fucking us every single day. I, I like that, and I will kind of see you on the same page, and uh, I think it's going to be his fourth time as cunt of the week, Vivek Ramasamy. Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy. So yeah, ramen noodle, ramen noodle, and uh, he's not as good and tasty as ramen noodles. I'll tell you that much right now. You get the the Marichin ones or whatever they're called, like the ones with the white uh, Asian looking kid, white face, black hair, licking his mouth. Um, Basic ramen noodles. Yeah, the, uh, we, we have Mar- Marucha, Mar- whatever that is, and then N- Nissen. Nissen's another brand that we have out here. Now we do have other ones that are like more ethnic, uh, with Chinese writing on it and shit i, I want to try some of them because they, they look like they have some good hot and spicy ones but yeah the yeah. basic you know what i mean i'm not gonna lie i put in a sam's club order for some toilet paper and uh i might may or may not have i cannot confirm or deny this but i may have put in on that order a 24 pack of nissen cup noodle so nissen cup noodle yeah you can put the toilet paper, you can break it up and put it into your pasta so that you don't have to wipe after you're shitting oh, that's violently. Oh, that's a good idea. That that's a good idea. I can't eat that stuff, dude. I tried to eat some the other day. It made me feel like shit all day. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, I think Rory said the same thing. I was eating a cup of noodle a week or two ago. He's man, the last time I ate that, that tore me up for days. I can't eat that shit. I'm like, huh. I grew up on it. <laughs> It didn't make like it wasn't like making me shit. It just made me feel like full all day. Yeah, like oh. my body wasn't able to see what the fuck was going on. It was just like, don't ever feed me this again. So I'm not. Right. I think that's what they're kind of designed to do. Fill you, be a filler. You know what I mean? It's kind of like uh, human version of dog food, like cheap dog food, where they just put the fillers in there to make them f- feel like they're full. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, MSG. Yeah. Have you seen Manchurian Candidate, the one with Denzel Washington? Long time ago. Yeah, that's what he eats. Like he's like addicted to those. Okay. Because of his mind control. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I forgot Pretty about that. The cup of noodles. Yep. Yeah. Pretty well, wild. Well, thank you for joining again, there, Mister Right Lip, uh, the radical one uh, for the lunatic left lip, and uh, the bean. We need to get a bean of the week back. Uh, we'll have to reach out and see. Anybody wants to uh, come on as Bean of the Week, there's a couple people that I, I know that said that they'd like to, so we'll reach out to them. 
it's always nice having a uh, someone in in the middle of the the hood, so to speak. Yeah. Too, to get and we, we, you know, we have to end every show saying, you know, conspiracy underground news team, a lip above. Yes. So we are the conspiracy underground news team. We are a lip above. And with that, we will see you next Tuesday. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.